Good evening, everyone. This is Deb from Media Night Radio, and as everyone knows, we are welcoming to the airwaves up-and-coming actor Clive Hawkins. Clive is currently shooting the sci-fi film Welcome to Forever, which is slated for release in 2014. The actor plays the role of a young government technician who runs into trouble at the home of a digitized person he has been sent to terminate. The film tackles the topic of life extension. Prior to this movie, Clive appeared in Dark Walker, The Inner Circle, Perfect Creatures, There Will Be Brawl, Scandal, and Hollywood Dream Row. Check him out on IMDb. Let's welcome to the airwaves, Clive Hopkins. Hi, Clive. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Fantastic. I'm sitting here having fun, just getting ready for this interview. Oh, well, that's, that's good. That's a good thing. Um, okay, well, obviously, it, it, it's very interesting, the whole thing about Welcome to Forever. What can you tell me about Welcome to Forever, and especially a digitized person and government technician? And, wow, that's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, well, um, technically it's based off of a novel written by Ray Kurzweil um, called The Singularity is Near. And uh, Laddie Irvin, who is the writer-director, wrote a short story, Darker Side of this uh, uh, book that uh, Ray Kurzweil wrote. And uh, basically it's uh, putting your brain cell one step at a time into a digitized uh, machine. And basically you're living inside of a machine and living forever. And, uh, yeah, it's, you're living in a computer and they found a way for you to live forever. So it's... Hmm. It, it almost sounds like um, it almost sounds like AI mixed with um, with uh, RoboCop mixed with um, the other one that's futuristic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Transformers. Uh, you know, you name it. Um, how how was it to, to work on a film like this? I mean. What what do you what do you have to do to get ready for a film like this? Well, um, you know, it's it's understanding the technology that you get to play with is one big thing. Because um, I play a technician, so it gets more complicated and more interesting to do that. And you know, Cal, uh, my character Cal, um, as you said, he's a government technician. And the other thing is, you have to unplug people. So that's another thing. It's, it's not only going in and turning off somebody's gas, it's somebody's light. Wow. And even though there's a virus that hits and, you know, some people aren't noticing they're living a 24-hour span over and over and over, you know, it's it's very intense when, when everything works correct. Even when things are working correctly and Cal walks into a house and he's unplugging people, it's wow. already intense. But then Mr. Pooper finds out what Cal is doing. So that becomes mm. more intense because he's trying to defend himself. Right. So that's another part that uh, it's, it, it just gets intense and more intense. And I'm just looking forward to playing this this guy that, you know, his everyday job is doing this, you know? Right. Now, is there is there a lot of green screen since there's a lot of, Obviously, robotics and things like that. Is there green screen in this movie? Yeah. Actually, half of it is shot in a green screen form. 
And mm-hmm. the other half is we're actually on location, and we actually are building a full-scale human-sized uh, automaton or a robot um, that's going to be uh, that's going to be uh, puppeted by uh, three people that uh, I get a I get to interact with. So that's going to be intense too. So I'm just looking forward to this whole cinematic uh, view of things. Absolutely. Now, playing a government technician as as anybody, did you have to like learn a lot of? Um, were there certain things that you had to learn about government agencies before you could take on the role, or is these all, like, futuristic rules, so it was kind of made up? Well, here's the thing. It takes place 30 years from now. Okay. And if you look back 30 years, the only thing different from back then is, like, we have fantastic computers, flat screens, and, like, you got cell phones. But, you know, maybe the cars got a little rounder, but, like, nothing really has changed er- erratically. We don't have flying cars or anything, no. you know? Right. So we're, we're going to go with that feel of more a realistic feel of 30 years from now. And the other thing is the, the government technicians, the thing is it's 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 a new agency that uh, this government creates. There's, there's nothing like that that you can actually relate to right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, Cal himself, the difference between Cal and me is that uh, Cal's a, a lot of a lone, kind of a loner. And uh, I'm more of a people person. I love hanging out with my friends. And I kind of I kind of step back and stop hanging out with my friends. And I, I guess uh, some of my friends are upset. But right now, all I could say is I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, I want to prepare for my role. So I, I want to I stay home, you know, and just uh, try to figure out what Cal might do all alone when he gets home from this crazy job he had. And so that's oh. how I prepare Cal's roles. And, uh, yeah, um, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's kind of tough because I just really like hanging out with my friends and I can't do that right now. Right, right. Well, yeah, that would make sense. What, what is the biggest, um, what is it that you bring from you, Clive, into Cal, though. I know you've given me the difference between the characters and said he's a loner and you're not. Uh, but what is the similarities that you bring to the character? Wow. Uh, well, I like um, Cal's, Cal's very um, – he's, he's got everything down to a point. It's, it's, he's just lived a life that's very um, straightforward, kind of – very um, calculated. Okay. Right. So, like, like, I like, I have schedules that I like to keep up throughout the day, so, like, I'm very calculated that way. Like, I like uh, to do things at certain times, you know? And he's kind of like that, so, you know, just, you know, there's, he's got daily things he he must do before he goes to work, I guess, so I kind of do the same. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that, that uh, straightforwardness, I think, you know, I have that in me that I could, you know, bring into Cal. Ah, okay. Now, do you, do you think that Cal is a, like, an OCD person to do what he does? Because it almost sounds like, um, you know, Welcome to Forever is, is a touch on the Matrix also, that kind of, plugging in situation, you know, that they had in the Matrix. You didn't know if you were in a computer or if you were in real life. Um, 
says. It's, it's, I wouldn't say OCD. I think he's just so organized and he's the same day over and over kind of. Oh, so he, okay. You know, and, and the sad thing is there's a virus that goes haywire and Mr. Cooper doesn't know he's been living the same day over and over again. Right. So it, it almost seems like Hal kind of feels bad for him because he does live the same day over and over again. It's just different people that he's fucking. Oh, but then he wakes up every single day at the same time. He goes in and unplugs people at the same time. So he, he becomes to feel kind of nostalgic, I feel. Right. Because he's, he's, he's kind of living the same day over and over, almost. Uh, almost Groundhog Day kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Mr. Cooper is kind of like, yeah, I guess, I guess he just doesn't know that he's living the same day over and over. Now... You you said that you're you know you come home and and you do what you do for your role, but when you got this project, well, first of all, what drew you to this project, and when you got this project, how did you like prepare yourself that you were going to have to be working with a concept of digital people as well as digital minds, you know, in in a computer form or in a like a chip form. How do you prepare for that and, and playing a character that is dealing with that? Well, it, it's very interesting. I mean, right now when you when you log into a computer, you could actually talk to your friends digitally in a world that's digitally made. So right. it's almost like, you know, I kind of I kind of sense Mr. Cooper doing this. It, it is a digital person, so it's almost like talking to a friend or a person that you don't know digitally online. Right. So. I got to kind of play around and talk to people over the internet that I don't know and just, you know, try to become friends with some people that aren't really real. Right. Yeah, and that was interesting, just looking into stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what drew you to this project? What was Um, it about this project that you just had to be a part of? Well, I mean, the idea to be able to live forever, I mean, immortality, I guess, is a topic that people pursue. Right. Like, And that kind of interests me because, like, people pursue that mortality ideal, like, since history has been, you know, writing books, you know? Right. And the other thing is um, I get to work with Laddie Irvin again. I mean, I worked with him before uh, he directed Perfect Creatures. I really, really like working with him, and I was just looking forward to uh, working him with him again. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so this begs the question: Would you want to live forever? Wow, yeah. that's a really good one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess for now, I don't want to leave my mom all alone. Right. And uh, I mean, that's. She's a single parent, and she's raised me, and she's, you know, everything to me. So, like, I do not want to leave my mom alone. So, for now, I guess I would want to postpone. If something goes wrong, I would like to not leave her, I guess. Ah. Yeah, because that's a a loaded question for everybody, because it's it's like you you would never go to another, you know, realm, depending on if you believe in that. Right. Um, or if you if you don't, you know, then your life would go on forever. Do you really want to be on this earth forever? Yeah. I don't know I mean, about that. 
I mean, like, there, I, guess, I guess there's consequences, but at the same time, there's also, like, um, like what would happen if you were going to die during complications through childbirth? Would you want to see your child grow up older, or do you want to end it there and not be able right. to see your child anymore? And learn right. about your child. Or, like, what if you're a paraplegic and you want to walk again? So even digitally, I guess you could... You know, transport your brain into this automaton or robot kind of move around again. If you want that, it's just just a very deep topic. And I guess I would actually have to think really hard to uh, say definitely yes or definitely no. But for now, I don't want to leave my mom's. That's that's all. all. That's what, yeah, most in, most utmost in your mind. I hear you. Yeah. Um, well, uh. It's interesting that you say, you know, quadriplegic or whatever, because uh, when I was when I was younger, I used to watch the Six Million Dollar Man. I don't know, you're too young probably to know that. Oh no, we um, got that. Yeah. Oh, you got that. Okay, so yeah. that was our first foray into like robots. Really? Sure. Um, but I grew up in Japan, so we had a lot of television shows that were very robot oriented. Oh, you were born in Japan. Well, I, I was I was uh, raised in Japan. Yeah. Oh wow! So, what was you know, that like? What what kind of childhood did you have? I mean, that would be a different type of childhood. Yeah, I mean, it was very interesting because I'm like the only half white person in my whole family. So when we get a family <laughs> photo, like everyone's like, "Who's that white kid in the corner?" <laughs> Your family photo. It's like, "Oh, that's a scribe." <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I was the only white kid in my whole neighborhood or even in my own house, I guess. So, felt like a foreigner. (laughs) (laughs) You were the white white sheep, literally. The white sheep. Literally. Literally the white sheep in the family. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Well, what... What inspired you to become an actor? I mean, was there one thing in particular? I mean, growing up in Japan, you said you you saw a lot of robotic shows and things like that. Um, obviously, you had you you saw some other stuff, you know, actors or whatever. What was it about you know the acting business that that inspired you to become one yourself? Well, movies. Ever since I was a child, my mom let me watch a lot of Western movies um, just to learn more English so I could still talk still talk to my uh, grand- the white side of the family, like my grandparents and all. So, like, it was very important in my family to make me watch American movies in English. And ever since then, I just had this thing about, you know, watching actors perform. And in the next movie, they're the same actors but different characters. And it's just, just it just blew my mind. And so even now, like, I ha- I just want to do that and just play different characters and just try out, you know, different perspective of life just through these characters, and that just really interests me. Right, right. What would be your ultimate role that you would want to play if you look at any movie right now? Which role is the one that you would love to play? Um, all of them? <laughs> um, wow. I mean, there's so many characters that just, when you go to the movies, it's just chocolate from a chocolate box, I guess. There's so many different styles. 
But, uh, I mean, one of the actors that I really want to follow as a career would be probably Will Smith. I mean, he has this great range of comedic to dramatic and action movies. And it's just, he just plays so many different characters so well. So, I mean, I'm so inspired to him. Do you do you like comedy? Do you play comedy I, as well? I actually, uh, yes, I um, have been doing improv and comedy for about eight years, uh, Hollywood oh. theater. Yeah, so comedy is another you know thing that I love doing. So not only drama, I love comedy. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, then you could be the next Will Smith. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's not too shabby to aspire to be, I'll tell you. I know. He's amazing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Absolutely. someone I kind of want to follow up. Well, speaking of Will Smith, what what is your favorite film of his and and why? Um, one of them would be uh, the first Men in Black movie. Oh, yeah, okay. Because he just plays a character that's uh, transported into a world that he didn't know and the perspective of his character just changes so dramatically. Not only people he has to deal with but aliens, for example. I mean, that's just mind-blowing. And he just played the whole character up and it's just well done, you know? Well, is, uh, is Cal kind of like that in this movie, it almost seems like you could almost channel Will Smith's kind of attitude with with uh, this movie that he did in Men in Black, kind of. Well, kind of, yeah, sure. But uh, I think uh, it'll be uh, Will Smith's character in the second Men in Black movie when he's kind of used to the whole fact that he has to deal with aliens. Oh, right. Right? So, like, because Kel's been doing it. Kel's been doing it for a very long time, so it's, yeah, so that would be, uh, yeah, I mean, I could try, like, I just, this is going to be interesting, like, I've never actually, you know, played with or acted against a automaton that's life-size, it's going to be very fun for me to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, it almost, it. I mean, if the you know if the movie does well, I mean, who's to say that it won't be a prequel to it? Like how yeah. Cal came to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so so what is next for you, Clive? Besides filming this movie now, what's next for you? Well, uh, we're looking at a, another movie that's going to be starting to film next year. And uh, it's kind of under uh, a hush-hush right now. Uh, people are looking at me like, don't say a word. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, you better be quiet there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're, we're planning to yeah, do a uh, more of an action-oriented film next. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, oh, I look so forward to it. Yeah, look that's forward to it. Well, thank you for taking this time with us and uh, giving us an inside scoop into an amazing movie that it's going to be. Uh, and uh, come back with, with your when you're doing your next movie as well. Thank you so much, Steph, for having me on your show. Of course. It was a pleasure. It was so thank much you fun. so much. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Have a good evening. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. That will conclude our, our interview with Clive Hawkins. Thank you all for uh, joining us. Have a great night.